Hey y'all, it's Jen, your host of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast and CEO of Success Beyond the Lens, a business management and marketing company for photographers. On this podcast, I'm gonna be giving you the actual tips and advice I use every day to run my clients' businesses. I'm also gonna be interviewing some awesome professional photographers, marketing experts, Facebook ad gurus, and so many more to ensure you are running a well-rounded business. So grab your coffee or your wine or maybe a glass of water and let's dive in. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining on another episode of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. I'm Jean, your host, and I'm ridiculously excited to introduce to you my business bestie, my business coach, a former client. I love this woman more than life itself some days. Like seriously, she's amazing. Welcome Amy Lochran to the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Tell us who you are. I am so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I mean, of all the things that you said, I'm most excited about being here as your business bestie because right before we started recording, we were literally just sharing moments from childhood where we had the exact same experience and it's (laughs) not something a lot of people did. So that is so true. So like Jen said, I'm Amy Lochran. I'm a business growth coach and I focus on the operation side of business to help Growing businesses really focus on what they can do to scale in a way that works for them and where they want their business to go, how they want their life to feel, and have it be smart. So much of what we do in business sometimes can feel heavy and is it all necessary? And there's so much noise out there. And I really try to simplify the process in a way that makes you more profitable without any more work. I can attest to all of that. So (laughs) just to give you guys a little bit of backstory with Amy and I. So I a little incorrect. She's technically still a client, but we entered more of a bartering agreement where she coaches me in my business and I, you know, do some things for her and her business as she needs it. And it's been, I can't even tell you guys the growth the business has experienced in the last four months, five months, Mm -hmm. something like that. It's seriously, I mean, it almost feels like a completely different business than what I had six months ago. And I will preface that by saying I had a strategy session with Amy two years ago. And the first strategy session I had with her, I saw a 50% business growth in the following month. So she is steady Eddie. She's very like (laughs) dependable. Like she knows her stuff and, and delivers it in a way that makes you feel like you can conquer it rather than delivering it in a way that feels like loud and convoluted. Like there's no way to like no clear path. Like she gives you a way to get there from like A to Z and um, it's amazing. So today that's exactly what we're going to be tackling. We're going to be talking about strategically planning your business and as business owners, as photographers, like that side of things can get really muddled in the day-to-day operations. So we're going to tackle what that looks like, how to do it for your business and, and make sure that you are going into each day, ready to grow your business rather than just keep it afloat. Ah, It's my favorite thing. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about when you go into a new, like you and my first strategy session, or you go into a strategy session with somebody that you don't know, what kind of approach do you take to understand where their business is at and how to help them plan strategically? 
So for me, I think everything is individual. I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, this is the exact process. This is how you need to build your business. This is what you need to do. If you follow these 10 steps, you will reach the $19 million I made in like one week. And I don't, I agree. There's a process for everything. I just think that it needs to be tweaked for each person. So for myself, when I start working with somebody, I really want to know what's happening now and then how the person feels about it, because that can really help me understand what their mission and vision is for what they want for the future. We kind of dive into that. We look at, you know, what is the purpose of your business? Were you making this because you decided you wanted to stay home with your kids? Is it because you were doing a side hustle and then all of a sudden you realize, oh my, I'm like really good at this. Like maybe this should replace what I'm doing day to day. And then didn't even know when you had a business and now you're trying to play catch up. It happens for a lot of people and understanding like that that's the point we are right now. And then where we want to take it in the future is the biggest first decision, the biggest first point that myself and then anyone I'm working with need to come to an agreement on. And then we kind of dive into, so what do you like about your business and what do you hate? Because a lot of people are quick to say they love this, they love that. And then when you start to ask like really strategic questions, it's like, well, I love this, but, and those, but statements are very, very telling for how somebody feels when they sit down at a desk or when they pick up their camera, for example, because those butts just get bigger and bigger. Like if you don't work out, I guess, like it just gets bigger and bigger until you do something about it. And so I kind of work to get those into the space where we can figure out, all right, like what's the problem area? It's so true. That's one of the things that surprised me when like we actually entered our coaching agreement. Like when you said, sit down with a, with a Google doc and like kind of brain dump where you want your business to go. I wrote down all of these things and like most of them weren't what I was doing. 100%. Oh, I remember. <laughs> and it was, it was enlightening to see like, I love my business and I love what we've done so far, but there was a direction that I was really anxious to move towards that I wasn't even fully aware of until you started, you know, pushing those buttons, asking those challenging questions, being like, oh, that actually sounds like a good idea. Yeah. And for you, because we've known each other for so long, I was probably a little bit more pointed than I would be with someone like very new. But it is, it's kind of a, but why? Like there's, yeah, I don't know if you've ever, or if anyone's ever done that reading where it's like, you know, how many times can you ask yourself why until you get to a point where you're like, can you go any further? I think that you can do that with a lot of questions and it's kind of like, okay, well, well, like why or what would happen next? And then what would happen next if we don't do this? And what, until you get to the point where you're just kind of like, well, I don't like that. Or it's not as scary as I thought it would be. Or, oh, I guess, you know, this is exactly what I want to do. And if you kind of break those down, And then build it back up the way you want it through like small steps that are attainable. I think that a lot of people have these days where you sit there and you're like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to X, Y, Z my business. I'm going to make it what I want and everything's going to be different. And I can't wait. And you're so jazzed that in that moment and it, that euphoric feeling only lasts for a little bit. You can't maintain that level of energy for a significant amount of time because there's so much action that has to happen for you to get to what you set your goal. It's the small steps that consistently get you there. And that's what I help people work through on an ongoing basis. 100%, I think. And that's one of the things that I worked with other coaches or I've had masterclasses where it's like a very broad look at how to move your business forward. And one of the things that I've taken out of working with you the most is that 
like the homework we do is simple, but when you add the homework from like month one, month two, month three, like that's how I ended up getting to the first five figure month. It wasn't one, I didn't sit down and work for 10 hours on one thing to make everything perfect. It was those small steps that made the biggest difference. Yeah. When you look at it and that's like the big thing with the strategic planning, like if you look at it and you say like, well, this is what I want. And then all of a sudden you list out all the steps and you're like, well, I really wanted it to happen by like, you know, next month. Well, it's very unlikely for that to happen, which is why strategic planning at regular intervals in your business is really important. I recommend doing it at minimum quarterly. It's always great to do like the end of month review. Did you get everything done that you needed? But that quarterly deep check into your business to understand like, are my goals still in alignment? Do I still want to do the things that I said I wanted to do at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of the quarter, or has something massively changed? I mean, we're recording this in the beginning of March, 2021. A year ago, the world shut down. And for so many of us, like our businesses completely had to shift. And just now they're starting to somewhat become a resemblance of normalcy. But that doesn't mean the way you run your business has to be the same. And so I think that that's like the the starting point of understanding like the plan isn't a plan with a deadline. I think a lot of us start businesses and we have a big goal and we think if it's not done by here, I'm a failure. Says who? Like it's growing, it's evolving. Like things change all the time. We change all the time. Yeah, definitely. So let's dive into the thought of doing that quarterly review. What would that, like if you and I sat down and that's what we were going to do, what would that look like? Or what would you Um, recommend someone like those questions? What would they need to ask themselves? Well, first it would be a bag of fun. Like, let's just put that out there. It would be so much fun. But I also know I'm slightly quirky. So I find (laughs) that to be very fun. And it's not, if you consider yourself a creative person, I understand the process of doing it probably seems intimidating. And to like, look back because inevitably you need to take the time to look back and say, what has happened in my business on a couple key areas to understand from an operational perspective? Was I in alignment? Was I streamlined? Did I grow from like my marketing department, for example? How was my client experience? How did I help people? There's so many different things you need to look at. And you might not like the answer, which is why a lot of people stay away from it. Because if you, it's the same as like, if I don't look at my books, then like, I really, you know, everything's fine. I'm probably in the green. Well, no, no, no matter if you look at your books or not, your numbers are still the same and planning is the same way. But looking back at that is where you see the shifts of even if like one goal went down, it's you can see the actions that are taking you to either hit it in the future. What other what else was able to move up? Maybe a huge opportunity happened somewhere else in your business that you couldn't even put on this plan. And so it shifted things. It doesn't mean you were wrong. It just means, okay, like now we need to adjust moving forward. So we always start with a review of what's happened in the past and then an assessment. Does what's happened in the past three months shift what I want to happen in the next three months? Yes or no on a couple different things. And we rework the plan. And that rework of the plan usually takes an hour or two to really sit down and understand it and do some homework probably afterwards with some deep thought. But it saves you. Oh my gosh, I think I would be still holding back if I said it didn't save you 10 hours a week in any type of business to do it. It's just creating that habit. Awesome. It's interesting, like looking back on the last quarter, seeing what went well, 
seeing what I can improve on. It's something that actually came up in my therapy appointment last week with my therapist because I was just telling her that I, you know, I feel really overwhelmed. I'm behind. It's a conversation you and I have had recently mm-hmm. where I'm like, is it a time management thing? Is it that I literally don't have enough time? And as I was reviewing my timesheets and going through things, I just don't have enough time for the amount of work we have right now. So she challenged me. She's like, okay, so extend your son's day at school. Like he enjoys school. It makes sense. Stop living in a place of where you should be able to pick him up and live in a place of like your business is growing and you love it and it's thriving. So shift in a way that allows you to do both. Like, okay, (laughs) well, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) But like, that's such a good example because having that sounding board and someone to talk you through like decisions for us internally, especially ones that like impact your family and that Mm -hmm. are like, what might've been the ideal image of who you wanted to be at some point in the past, they're hard to work through. And it's the same with your business. It's your family life. It's your relationships. And just understanding again, there isn't a right answer. There's a right now that feels good in this moment. And there's nothing to say that like two weeks from now, you won't be like, you know what? I'm going to go pick up Davey like at the original time. And like, that's it. And so I love that. I love that adjustment. And I think so much of what happens in our business as small business owners is greatly impacted from the decisions you make in your home life. And anyone who says anything different, y'all crazy. I, and I think that's why I'm seeing like the shift in the business where I'm getting to a place of really loving what I'm doing because I'm working with someone who's like helping me tackle all of this personal like baggage and the shoulds and that like exactly what you just said, this image that I had of myself a year ago before the business has done what it's done Mm -hmm. versus who, you know, where I'm at right now. So working with her and then working with you on like the strategic business ops side of things, it's becoming like this very happy, like I have my business coach and I have my therapist and I'm just like, turning into my best self. <laughs> it's fantastic. Going to sound so lame and probably like two people will know this, but there is, I have a young daughter as well. There is a series for girls and boys where it's like the female superheroes. And you know how like with like superhero stuff, I like it because the female one, it's like Wonder Woman in the middle. And then it's like Spider Girl. And then like all of them and like, they're all backing up. And like, that's how I imagine it. Like whoever you are in your business, you're the one that's front and center, but you've got to have that like team of people who are also like their own, like superpower in the background that are like, I'm going to like, we're going to be here for this. We're going to make sure you hit what you want. Like we are your support system. Uh, I just posted about this on Instagram today, like you needing to be okay to reach out for that help to get the people in your corner who you need to grow your business, tackle your personal crap, whatever it is. I'm just love this. So getting back to strategically planning your business. So we're going to do that quarterly review. Is there's things that we can do every day to help us plan without getting mixed in like the day-to-day crap that we have to do while still moving the business forward. I don't know if I explained that well, but I think you get what I mean. Yeah, I think so. Like if you're making the assumption that you've made a plan and we have a plan for the business and we've looked at like specifically what we want the next 90 days to be, that's usually where I like to start with a person because planning out a year, it puts like a, almost like a, like a dreamlike quality on it. Like it's not real. It's the entire year. By the end of this, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, but 90, 90 days is very realistic for me. And so if we have a 90 day plan, what you need to do is then with the plan, break it down into what is sustainable for you and your time. And so 
that looks like time blocking. And if you are a person who hates time blocking, I get it. It seems like it is something that holds you in, but it's actually quite freeing because then you're able to take every aspect of your life and put it in a place where it belongs. But the most important thing that people forget about time blocking and that people don't talk about is how you manage it. And if you have the plan, you need to do this so that the plan can actually work. One, you need to make sure that you identify what items that you want to work on are in your high energy times. So if like you are not a morning person, you should not be doing like your heavy work where it's like specific editing for your photos, where it's like team management and being able to give like sound advice to people when you're not like three coffees in, that's not when you should be doing that stuff. You should be potentially doing it right before lunch because that's like right when you're energized, that's when you're feeling good. Maybe you've come back from a walk and then always in adjusting your business to work like that. And then the second thing, the thing that people forget completely is to put the white space on the calendar because every single day comes with its own unique sidebars, its own individual emergencies, whether they're super tiny, like a dog threw up on your carpet or super big, like you've had multiple clients cancel and you need to start bumping up your marketing to refill like what your pipeline is. It doesn't matter. That's business. And people forget the fact that like business happens and things have to adjust and you need to have space on your calendar to do that. And so if you block out like an hour a day, whether it's 15 minutes here, a full hour, and you end up not needing it because there's no emergency, heck yeah. Like go for a walk, go for, get a massage, work on something more that you want to do in the future in your business and get ahead. But you've saved that time so that you do have the space. So you don't get overwhelmed. And so that you aren't missing out on moving forward in the plan that you originally set. That's so good. Okay, you guys, we are getting ready to launch the Become a Virtual Assistant for Photographer program live again. I'm pumped. Our beta round was so good. We had so many great testimonials come out of it. And I have packed this round with even more bells, whistles, tools, tips, tricks, and trainings than the last one. You can go ahead, sign up for the wait list, and you will be put into a drawing to win a scholarship into the program. This program is going to cover how to land your first client, what kind of services different photographers need, and a slew of other information that is going to help you up-level your virtual assistant business or start it off on the right foot. I've been doing this for a while, and I cannot wait to share with you guys my tips and knowledge and tools and tricks to grow your virtual assistant business. So, okay, I know one thing that you have talked, like you and I have talked about are like opening and closing checklists. And Mm -hmm. I think that's something that photographers, like we can talk about like open and closing checklists for specific shoot dates or whatever. But if we're going to sit down for an admin day, how would someone go about, because photographers hate those, so let's make it easy for them. (laughs) How would they go about creating those checklists where like, okay, here's what I need to do. Here's how I'm going to close out my day. So I know everything's taken care of. How would someone go about creating those? So depending on how you do your work, if it's computer day based, I would say the best thing you could do is video screen what you're doing 
for an entire like day that you do admin, just so you can see all the things. Sometimes if you're a visual person, it helps you to see like, oh, I need to go into HoneyBook or I need to like pop into Dubsado or, oh, I actually send like nine emails and I'm rewriting these. That's weird. I thought I already had an email for this. Why am I rewriting it? Stuff like that. And when you visually see it and record it, you're able to then make a checklist from it and also see a bunch of gaps. So I recommend that for someone who like legitimately hates an admin day and needs to know what has to happen. And then once you have that list from that, and if you're not a video person, just take a stock for two weeks and look at what you're doing consistently and just keep one notepad next to your computer, next to your phone, wherever you're working from and make a list of all of those items. And then look and say like, okay, what needed to happen right when I did it? And what could have happened on admin day if I set myself up in advance for that day? And then when you have that list, you need to determine what is pre day item and what is a post day item? And then what is your goal at the end of the day? So if your goal at the end of the day is to be in contact with every single person who's booked a service from you and to give them like an update on what their status is, then let's put that in the beginning because that's top priority. And then if at the end of the day, you know that you need to go through and check and see like what your contractors are doing, you need to like make sure your team has set out so that all the scheduling has happened, like push that out to the end because that's internal communication for you. And then you test it for, I would say, at least three times to make sure you're actually getting everything done. Awesome. Okay. So if you were to give somebody one actual tip that they could take away like and apply today for them to strategically plan the next 90 days, what would it be? I'm going to probably go with my favorite tip. I would tell anyone who wants to make a plan for their next 90 days to determine what you want your ideal day or week to look like, write it out. It should take a whole sheet of paper as at minimum or video yourself talking to yourself, a uh, future you and, you know, six months talk about like, I woke up. It was so great getting to sleep in. It was so nice opening my email and knowing my admin support team was there to make sure everything was taken care of. Like talk to yourself about who you are. And then the next thing you need to do is write down everything that you like and don't like about your business. That list is the most eye-opening thing you can do to understand where your business actually is right now. And please do not lie to yourself. If you're like, I just like love marketing, but then every time you go to write a social media post, you are highly agitated and annoyed and it takes an hour when truly it shouldn't take more than 15 minutes. Like that's a gap. You don't like it. You like the idea of marketing and you might like another type of marketing, but like that's the type of marketing you're doing right now and it needs to go on the not like. And if you want to take it a step farther, try and figure out what the pricing is for everything that you do not like. How much per hour does each item cost for the things that you hate doing? We default to going into either avoiding or just taking care of admin activities in our own business when we could be offshooting those and having a team that understands our industry way more. You are the creative head. You are the owner. You are the CEO. You should not be doing those items in your business and you're stalling your own growth. Yeah. That's something that we've talked about a lot here is outsourcing, like figuring out. And when you make these lists, do you, and you're looking at your day, is this including like, you've got to get laundry done this day. You got to pick up your kid. You got to, you know, meal prep, do lunches for the next day. Does it include all of that? I probably do that as a home list. So I'd keep it separate. Like what are the business items that need to get done? So you really know how you feel about your business because like you want to know like your actual business feelings and then you want to know like, okay, well, like what's happening in my life. And so if you're all of a sudden making a list and it's like 
six business items. And then you realize the majority of your day is actually spent with life items. So it's like, oh, well, it's actually like more like the laundry and it's actually more like this errand. It's this and that. That's not a business problem that's happening. That's like a, what time are you giving your business? And so you need to make some life decisions around like having your child stay at daycare a little bit longer so that you can do more business. And so those should be relatively separate. Another option, if you're concerned about that type of thing is just to like timestamp your entire day. And if you're doing it and you want to have fun with it, this is like a really great thing to share on Instagram as a story, just do a Mm -hmm. day in the life. And every time you move positions, you should be sharing a story or have a timer go off every 15 minutes. Because then when you look back at your own day and you're like, wow, that was uh, 13 stories of me staring at a computer. Is that really what I want to be doing? But it's true. You don't have to keep it on your feet if you don't want it. But I think it, it makes it a little bit more fun to go through the process and then hear people's opinions like back and forth with conversation. Awesome. All right. So we covered, we are going to do the checklist. We're going to do a quarterly planning. We're going to make sure that things are moving forward day to day. So talk to me. We've set all of this down and it's time to figure out how to optimize it. Like we have the plan. We have the checklist. You've talked a lot about having that team support you. What does that look like? If if someone doesn't have a team currently or they're considering on bringing somebody in, how would you recommend them if they go about that? I think the big thing to know is if you do not have a team member, is that where you should be? Should you be bringing on somebody to hire? Because if your list is heavy on items that you hate doing and you feel like you can't move forward in your business, it might be time for you to hire. Hiring doesn't necessarily have to be the like biggest decision in the world. You just have to know what that person is going to do in your business and what the return on investment will bring to you. I think that's what a lot of people forget. And that's one of the best ways you can optimize. If you're going to spend you know $50 an hour on someone to bring into your team, That can seem overwhelming, but are they going to then at that point be able to bring back to you over $100 per hour investment? Well, you're you're making money. You're doing way better than any Facebook ads ever going to do for you. And so like that's where hiring is really, really important there. If you do already have a team, the best way for you to optimize is to meet with the person that you consider your strategic next. And so if you aren't working with a coach or a consultant, if you have someone that is your go-to person, it can be anywhere from a virtual assistant, online business manager, anything, anybody who's that go-to person where like, can we like just talk about like what's happening right now? And like your, your person in your business and discuss where can you move X tasks Where can we plan out this? What role do they see them doing? That's the best thing you can do within your own four walls of your business to move forward. And then this is the hardest part. This is the part that people like really don't like. And everyone's gonna be like, that's not that big deal, Amy. Like, it's no problem at all. I'm gonna be like, wait till you actually try it. Stick to the plan. (laughs) Like you have to actually do the plan. It can feel horrible. It can feel hard. And you would just be like, oh, this isn't working after a week. No, that was one week. There is no reason to stop at that point. You have to stick to the plan and then wait till you do a quarterly review to see like, was it valuable? Was it not? And move forward. Yeah, that's so good. That's honestly, I started offering um, like any of my packages, we have to work together for three months. Mm -hmm. It's the bare bone minimum. That's that's the foundation of how we're going to continue building the, the business. And the other thing that I love is when you go to that strategic next person in your business, they're going to have a 
different perspective on that business than you do. And so many times they're going to be able to come to you with blind spots that you don't even recognize. I just had this happen with a client last week. She came to me, she was, you know, kind of overwhelmed with some things. She wasn't sure where, you know, her business was going. And she was thinking about making this big shift. And I told her, I was like, you can't make the shift right now. I said, you've had, you know, X, Y, and Z happen. It's not the time. You need to give it some more time and let us work on the workflow. Let us work on these, you know, these pain points that we're putting new processes in place for. And at the end of the last week, she was like, you were so right. She's like, (laughs) I just needed a minute. (laughs) I'm like, that's, and that's the, that's the fantastic thing about having somebody on your team who you trust to be that person. Oh my gosh. Everybody needs it. Everybody needs mm-hmm. that. Because otherwise, how lonely would it be? Like, I don't think mm-hmm. anyone created a business to live in like a silo of like loneliness and anxiety. Like we need to collaborate and grow together. Yeah, for sure. All right. So I always like to wrap up my podcast episodes with three super fun questions. Okay. So the first one is what is your favorite business tool? My favorite business tool Oh, it is going to be, hmm, I have so many. I know. I'm going to pick ClickUp. I know. I'm like, oh, ah, there's others that like pop up. I actually, oh, I have a new one. I'm, I know what my normal answer is, but I actually have a new one. And I think you guys are going to really like it. It's called Video Ask. It's created by Typeform. And it's basically, you have the ability to embed or send video messages to people like one off. And then people can respond back to you either by text, audio, or they can record a video and you can put it on your website, on sales pages, on services pages. And it's, it's very, it's very similar to like what an Instagram story looks like. It's like long image and everything. And so it's so personal and it has a very high conversion rate for clients that I've used it for people that go back and forth with the conversation and then end up purchasing. So I think it's, I think it's going to be my new favorite tool. It might beat out ClickUp, which is like very difficult. So (laughs) I'm excited to try it. We're going to be implementing that for our next round of our VA course Mm -hmm. at Success Beyond the Lens. So I'm really excited to to see see it in real life. Okay. So give me your favorite quote. My favorite quote, I'm going to have to say it's probably... I'm not going to classify it as like a favorite quote, but it's definitely one I've been using a lot lately. And it's when I've either working with people or know them well. I have been stuck on the, what do you want from the notebook? Like you would not believe. (laughs) And I say that because I've never been a person who's like super, like this quote speaks to me on such a high level. I, I like were like, you know, like a word of the year and things like that, but certain movie quotes will stick to me. And so I have gone all in on working with people and just being like, what do you want? And then I really, really hope they have seen the notebook. Usually my clients have, so it works out well. Yeah. I don't know that I know anybody who hasn't. I mean, at this point, it should just be considered a classic. Right? I mean, I think it's over 20 years old or it's almost. It was like 2004, I think is when it came out. Oh my gosh. I can't believe it. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. I know. Okay. So last question. It's my favorite question right now. If you and I were to go get drinks where you live, where would we go and what would we get? Oh, this is such an easy question. We would go to the Mexican restaurant that is close by because all things margaritas on the rocks with salt around the rim is where it's at. So we would do that. 
at the with I mean like with nachos. I mean like that was a given. And then we probably had my husband runs two breweries, so we'd probably head to his brewery so you can have some of his beer. So we would have to do two stops for the drinking experience here. But I'd be absolutely I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I can't wait to hear what everyone has to say about this episode. Where can everyone find you to hang out with you? I will actually give you the link so everyone can head and take a look at one of the case studies from an incredible client who has had just amazing results to understand like how to identify what's going on in your business, what it looks like to work with someone who's really invested in your success and see what's possible. Because I think it's something that your audience will really love and you'll be able to grab that in the show notes. And then you can always find me at the operationshouse.com. Yay. Thank you so much, Amy. We will catch you guys next week. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. If you love what you heard today, could you do me a favor? Could you grab a screenshot of the episode and then send it over to your Instagram stories and tag me at Success Beyond the Lens podcast. I love hearing from our audience to see what you guys are loving. And if you really love me, if you could go over to iTunes and subscribe and leave us a review, I would appreciate it so much. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week.